This is the Hitting the Ice Podcast. I'm Jonah. I'm Nathan. And as always, brought to you by us. Today, a lot of questions will be answered. Who gets Lafreniere? Who is going to get a top pick? Who are they going to select? As well as the debate over do you draft by positional need? And what qualifies as an offensive defenseman and a defensive forward? It's going to be a great episode. I think we should start. Now... First, I want to say who we think, again, this is sure guess, who is going to go in what order. So what is the mock draft going to look like? Sorry, not the mock draft. What's the lottery going to look like? So um, for people that don't know, I have the lottery odds in front of me. So I think I'm just going to say those quickly. Okay. So the lottery odds at the number one pick. The Red Wings have an 18.5% chance. The Senators have a 13.5% chance. The Senators with the Sharks pick have an 11.5% chance. The Kings have a 9.5% chance. The Ducks have an 8.5% chance. The Devils have a 7.5% chance. And the Sabres have a 6.5% chance. All are getting the number one pick. Now, I don't want, I don't want any confusion because I'll admit sometimes I get confused too. A couple things. Okay. Number one, the okay Ottawa has the San Jose Sharks pick because of the Eric Carlson trade. Right. We're on that later. So it it is it might say in brackets via the Sharks. It is the Senators pick, and the Senators are going to decide who they draft because it's them, and they will get the player. The Sharks now have nothing to do with it. It's the Sharks standings-wise, so, like, uh, this might not be a good explanation, but the pick belonged to the Sharks, and the odds are based off what the Sharks would have gone via where they stand in the standings, but it goes to Ottawa because of the trade. Yeah, so... You want to so start that's one off? thing I wanted to clear up. Another okay. thing is that... At least for me, like it, you can't really predict what's going to happen in the lottery. It's just percentages and the NHL decides or randomizes it. I don't even know how it works, to be honest. You might hear us in this episode saying who we think is going to get the number one pick. But that's a complete guess. There's no evidence to prove this. No logic, nothing. This is a complete guess. The lottery is in two days. It is the morning of June 24th right now. Lottery is on Friday, June 26th, and on Sunday, June 28th, we will come out with reactions and a new mock draft that we will, that we will be creating together. I'm super hyped for that. I, I'm, like, so excited. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to start at seven, Who? what I think the lottery is going to be, and then work my way up. I have the New Jersey Devils getting the number seven pick. I just think that, you know, they've had such luck in the lottery and at one point, I'm like, it's got to stop, right? Unless it's being rigged. Yeah, that's actually pretty well said. I kind of have a similar concept. Remember, this is just a guess, all right? We're probably going to be wrong. We'll admit, or I'll admit. But there is a, like, there is a chance we do get it right. Yeah, there is. So the, so I- the Sabres are projected the seventh pick, and I believe they will get the seventh pick. If you look at teams in the past that have talent on their team but have fallen short in the playoffs, 
they all get – well, it would be the 14th pick in recent years because 16 teams make the playoffs. Right. And that happened to Boston. It happened to a bunch of other teams a few years ago. And I think the same thing is going to happen, you know. It's just going to be like that, and I think the Sabres will get the seventh pick. Now, they're going to get great value for the seventh pick. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's going to be great. The number sixth pick, I have a bit of a shocker, but that's – I have the Anaheim Ducks. I do think that they will get the sixth pick, you know. I think that maybe some people have projected them to go higher, but I feel like they were the team that had a good roster and fell short of the playoffs last year. So, I don't know, maybe they get a bit of a lower pick, but six is still very solid, and I have them taking a good player. Yeah, so I'm staying with the standings right now. At six, I have the New Jersey Devils. And to me, the Devils have way too much talent on their team to be getting a top six pick. They don't even deserve to get a top six pick. They should be in the 2014 playoffs, in my eyes, with young studs such as Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes, and others, plus a potential goalie in this year's draft. Well, okay. This will be interesting. So I do not think the Devils can go any higher than six. It just doesn't make sense to me. You know what? I don't do this often, but I'm going to change it. I'm going to have Buffalo go six, so sorry for that question, and Anaheim go five. Just by – just I, I'm looking at the names, and I can't see who I have going fifth going to the Sabres. I think this player is way too good for the Sabres. So all of the Ducks go fifth, but I think the Sabres, they have a lot of talent. I just don't know why they're missing. They fired their coach, so, I mean, that's a plus – but I think the addition of this player will help them out. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know who you have, but I'm curious to see. So we'll get to that later. So my number five pick, honestly, I think it's got to be the Ducks. I'm sorry I'm sticking with the standings, but... I just feel it makes sense. You know, the standings are there for a reason. The stats don't lie. And the Anaheim Ducks, the four teams above them, are going to get higher picks. Like, I just think that's in my mind, and there's not much anyone can do to convince me otherwise. And you might be saying, why do the Ducks get a higher pick than the Devils or Sabres? I just feel like the Ducks don't have any depth. Yeah, they need more help, I, I and feel like. your first line and your first defensive pairing can't play all game, and your goalie can't play every game. So they've got to get help, even if it's just signing $3 million players just to fill out the roster and not have, like, 36-year-old guys who aren't very good anymore. So I think the Ducks get the fifth pick here, and they should take someone that can be on their team for a while and help them make the playoffs. And number four... I have the Ottawa Senators. Now, I'll get more into this, so I'm not really going to explain it now because they have two picks. So, again, I will definitely get more into this. So, I'm not going to talk about why I think they're going to get this pick. I'll explain it more when their pick comes up. Sorry, is it Ottawa with the Sharks pick or with their own pick? I'll, I'll explain that. Okay. So, this is the first time for my number four that I'm going against the standings. 
I think the Senators, with the Sharks pick, don't get me wrong, with the Sharks pick, will pick at number four. And that's because the Kings... Actually, no, let's forget about the Kings for a second. Let's talk about the Sharks. I know Ottawa has the pick, but it's really the Sharks that matter here. With a team with Carlson, Brent Burns, Mark Edward Vlasic, Logan Couture, uh, Timo Meyer, Joe Thornton. Who else am I forgetting? Regardless, maybe their goalies, maybe the goaltending wasn't great this year. But I do not think they're, they're going to get lucky in this lottery. And they have too much talent to be a third last in the league. That just doesn't make sense to me. I've always loved the Sharks defense. And I even, I've done a lot of research on, you know, Carlson, Burns, and everyone in San Jose. San Jose is one of my favorite teams to watch. And I hate to do this to them, but there's no way they can be picking top three. Uh, that, I just don't see that. Yeah, and I it, to clarify, it was the Sharks pick at number four. But again, I'll get into it. At number three, I have the Los Angeles Kings. I feel like the Kings always get snubbed. They always suck. Well, no, they, they won the Cup two years in this decade. But I feel like they just, in the recent years, they haven't been as good. And they just get snubbed. You know, they just somehow don't get a high pick every year. Or they don't get the best pick. So I think this is their year. They'll get the third pick, and they'll draft an exciting player. Yeah, well said. So... With the third pick, I also have the Los Angeles Kings. I agree with what you said, but their team is just way too old. With Jeff Carter, Anze Kobitar, Dustin Brown, Jonathan Quick, Drew Doughty. I'm not positive. I'm going to check right now. But all of those players could be above, like, 35. So, Dustin Brown, 35. Anze Kobitar is only 32. Jeff Carter, 35. Drew Doughty, 30, okay. So, but if everyone is, and their goalie quick is 34, if everyone's above 30, and you're going to have, like, an average age of your core, like, over 33, you can't expect to do well. And I'm not saying that gives them a higher pick, but I do think they would get it more than San Jose, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I just feel like their luck also, like, they, they can't be that unlucky. It's like New Jersey in reverse. Yeah. I feel like New Jersey is the luckiest team. New Jersey and Edmonton, in terms of the lottery, are the luckiest teams. And LA is one of the least lucky. And I might also throw Ottawa in there. Maybe. As an unlucky team. Coming in at number two, I have the Detroit Red Wings. Look, this the number one and two, I could have gone either way. I just, I'll explain why again when I talk about my number one. They sucked. Don't get me wrong. Quentin Byfield, sorry if I'm just teasing this, is an amazing player, and he'll do super well on that team. I just don't think they'll get the first overall pick, and I'll explain why. All right, so at number two, I have the Ottawa Senators with their own pick. And I just think that's where they belong. I think they, yeah, they were the second worst team in the league. I wasn't surprised. They didn't overachieve. They didn't underachieve to me. I mean, to be fair, it's hard to underachieve from the second worst in the league. 
But Senators, they just need to use this pick well. They've been struggling for a while now. They had great – what happens – how most teams start a rebuild is either their core gets too old like the Kings or their players are expiring and it's a bad season like the Senators. I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago when – or it was just last year when yeah. Sun went to Vegas and Columbus took Dezingle and Duchesne. And that was an example of that. And then the Kings, I just named you their core. It's just too old. This just doesn't work anymore. Also, the Chicago Bulls, after they won their sixth championship, Scotty Pippen traded. Dennis Rodman released. Steve Kerr traded. Phil Jackson replaced. And Michael Jordan went back into retirement. The players were just way too old, and they couldn't bring everybody back. Now, the Kings still have their core on their team, but it's not working out, and they really need to make a change. And for the Senators, they really need to make a change as well. They can keep rebuilding like this, but they got to get somewhere. And I just feel that they deserve the pick more and will get the pick higher than anybody else on this list except for the team I have at number one. Yeah, now for me at number one, I have the Ottawa Senators. I'm going to explain to you this. Yes, Detroit was far worse. But let me ask you a question. Do you remember a time that a team had two picks in the first round? I mean, yeah, but two lottery picks, I don't know. Uh, I'll, get, I'll get there. So, yeah, it happened last year. It happens this year. Anaheim also has Boston's pick. Carolina has Toronto's pick. Like, Minnesota has Pittsburgh's pick. San Jose has Tampa's pick. New Jersey has Arizona's pick. It happens a lot. New York, New York has Carolina's pick. It happens a lot. I can't remember a last time there were two teams in the lottery. But you see here, New Jersey technically has Arizona's pick, and they technically wouldn't make the playoffs. Fine. I can't remember the last time there was a team that had two picks inside the top ten, but New Jersey technically does. I can't remember a team that had two picks in the top five. And I don't think it'll ever happen again. I know this is a bold statement. A team has two picks inside the top three. That is whack to me. And sorry to cut you off, but to be fair, the lottery might be nice to them and give them the top two picks. I think there's a very, the highest chance that Ottawa gets the first pick statistically, and I think they will. I think that's good for their team because Detroit is in their first year of the rebuild. Ottawa isn't. So I think Detroit still might, you know, It won't help them in a while, you know. Even if Detroit does get Lafreniere, it won't help them right away. I think if Ottawa does, it will. And I think they will. Yeah, well said. So at number one, I have the Red Wings. If you look at the lottery odds, I don't know if anyone looks at the lottery odds, and you might consider me dumb for looking at the lottery odds. No, it makes you smart. But it goes from the Senators with the number two pick have a 13.5% chance then the Red Wings at the first pick have an 18.5% chance. A 5% difference is way more than anything else here. But, sorry to cut you off, but the Senators really have like a 25% chance. Yeah, but each pick individually is a different percent. I know, but the odds are then increased. It then becomes not 1 out of 7, but 2 out of 7. 
Ottawa has the biggest odds, but it's not at the top of the list because the Red Wings pick still has higher odds, if you can understand. Well, individually, yes, but not together. But I guess that's not the point. Yeah, well, also, sure they have higher odds, but I just feel like both their picks together, like, that's great, but that doesn't mean they're going to get the first overall pick. I know, but they have a 13% chance at getting it once, and if that doesn't work out, they still have an 11% chance. Yeah, like, I realize that, but I don't remember. Actually, no, I'm... Look, it's possible, but that doesn't, like, how come you chose Ottawa's pick instead of the Sharks' pick? Like, it does it's the same thing. It just doesn't. Well, the Ottawa has higher odds. So then are we. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. Just, just go for it. I just feel like. You know, they've been rebuilding for a couple years. And they have an 18.5% chance. And I think that pick is going to end up number one. You know what I'm going to do, Nathan? I have an idea. I'm going to do a spin the wheel. It's going to take a while. I'm going to enter in all the odds. So 18 different Detroits. So can you name me the odds, please? How many different of each? Sorry, I'm just confirming that you have to make certain spaces bigger than others. I know. No. So what I'm going to do is that I'm going to do, what's it called? You're going to write it more times. Yeah. All right. The Red Wings are 18.5%. I'm just going to do 18 if that's okay. All right. Then you'll round each number down. Fine, no, I'll, I'll, no, well, except for Ottawa, because they combined make, like, 25. Yeah, but I think you should do the picks individually, because that's what it really is. I am. All right, so that is our draft lottery predictions. As Jonah is setting up a wheel, I just wanted to remind everybody to stay home, stay safe. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands. I'm sure everybody is familiar with how it works by now. Um, and, yeah, that's all I got to say. Also, uh, please don't be upset if your favorite team gets a low pick or you disagree with our opinion. It's just our opinion. Feel free to let us know what you think in the comments if you agree or disagree. And, look, we very well could be wrong. We're... We're not perfect, and it's just predictions, and teams know what they're going to do, not us. So I don't know about you, John, but I've consulted multiple sources, and I created my rankings based on the default standings, which would be Red Wings, Senators, Senators via the Sharks, Kings, Ducks, Devils, and Sabres. And I have a player for the pick, each pick, and I and I have an explanation of why I feel that each player – will go where they go. And one thing I wanted to bring up was, like, kind of different tiers of players or different groups of players. The first two players who we'll get to are going to go one and two in my eyes, 110%. Um, Nathan? Yeah? I do have a question. Can you name me the odds for the next pick? Like, after the Sharks? 
Yeah, so the Kings have 9.5%. The Kings have 9. Um, so, yeah, so I have... Can you, wait, can you name me? Can you name me them after that, please? Yeah, so, do you have the Ducks? Uh, what are the Ducks odds? It just decreases by one every time from from here on out. So, the Ducks have 8.5, Devils 7.5, Sabres 6.5. All right? Yeah, okay. And so players that are ranked third, fourth, and fifth are interchangeable. And I consider them like the third tier. There's like the top player, the second player, and then the third tier. I have three players that you'll see I consider interchangeable. They're all forwards, and they're going to go three, four, and five. Then I've only done my rankings up to seven so far because we don't know what teams will have each the the picks. But from like six, to like 12 is like the fourth tier and you'll see I have two of the players here who I believe are at top and then I'm going to be shouting out a few other players that I believe could be taken as well but that but I don't think that they will be so that's just a preview of what we are going to talk about in just a second so actually what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to have this lottery and I know who I think will get taken seventh but I'm going to let the wheel decide, you know, and then whoever ends up gets taken seventh. After, well, the way the wheel works is that we got to start from first and then make our, make our way down. So why don't you say who you think is going to go first? Well, I set this up. Well, it depends on the team. Okay. Well, no, the first pick doesn't. So, with the first overall pick, the Detroit Red Wings, if the lottery stays the same, or any team for that matter, I believe would select Alexis Lafreniere, a Canadian left winger. He's played on the Canadian junior team and was an insane playmaker and power play type player. In most eyes, he's the best player of the draft, and I think there's no doubt he goes first overall. Sorry to cut you off, but we do have the lottery now. Ready? Yeah. Two, one. The first overall pick belongs to the Detroit Red Wings. All right. So so I do believe now that Detroit, if we're going by that, I also think that they will get the Alexi Lafreniere. He's just so good. He, he's so good. Yeah. All right. So are you going to, like, remove them from the wheel? And I did. I already did. All right. Cool. Next up. Second pick. The Ottawa Senators via the San Jose Sharks. I... All right, so, if, yeah, so the Sharks, sorry, not the Sharks, the Senators, since it's still their pick, picking out second, I believe they will select Quentin Byfield. I apologize, I'm not actually sure where he's from, but Byfield is easily the next best player in this draft. Yeah. I kind of see him as more all-around player, and I think Ottawa will happily take that. Yeah, I agree, and I'm really excited for this kid's future. Yeah. The third overall pick belongs to the 
Anaheim Ducks. Wow, I do not think the Ducks would get the third pick. Well, the wheel randomized and said that they did. I think third overall will go Cole Perfetti or Cole per- How do you say his name? Cole Perfetti. I think it's Cole Perfetti. It's Perfetti. Oh, my God. I'm going to get destroyed. But um, I think he's so exciting. One of the most exciting players. I'm a bit more excited for Lafreniere from Byfield, but I think Perfetti is a close third. Man, so this is tough for me, you know. I haven't really, as I said, I have players in the same tier. So I think either of them could go. Now, if it's okay, I'm just going to look at the Ducks team quickly to see about, like, a need, if that's okay. Yeah. And, well, they have a lot of young players. It looks to me that they're going to go with, I think, yeah, I think they're going to go with uh, Tim Stutzel. I think he's out of Sweden. And I feel this way because they have Danton Heinen, who they could have for a while now, but he kind of plays all the forward positions. And they're right, on the right wing, they do have Ricard Raquel, but he's arguably not a right winger. They have Jacob Silverberg, who's not bad. But then it kind of falls off a cliff. Their third and fourth line aren't as good. And I think uh, Stutzel is a great shooter. Sorry, not a great shooter, a great skater. Probably the best skater in the draft, according to some. And to me, the Ducks could really use that. I've never really seen them as a team that skates well. I've seen them more of, like, sometimes a defensive team, sometimes a team that takes advantage on the power play. I know they haven't been great in a couple years. And Tim Stutzel might be a bit of a question to me, but I think he's going, realistically thinking, I think he's going to Anaheim. Yeah, the number fourth pick, and again, the names are shuffled, so I don't have, like, all the Senators picks in a row. And it ends up going to the New Jersey Devils. Their luck just doesn't end. I have them taking Lucas Raymond. I know it's a little high. But I, I think this guy fits in right in that wheelhouse. He, he fits so perfectly for this team. And I'm excited to see him. Yeah, well said. So to me, this is an absolute no-doubter. If you look at history, because sometimes people use history to determine the future. With their top picks, I'll, I'll go with like the... Hang on, who's their pick in 2018? Who? The Devils. Was that Nico Hishier's year? I think that was 2017. 2018 was the Delaney year. Okay. So, the New Jersey Devils took Ty Smith at 17. So I'm not really going to look at Ty Smith because he wasn't one of the more hyped up prospects. Not saying he's bad, but he just wasn't. He's not there yet. Nico Heischer and Taylor Hall were probably the two players in their respective drafts with the most skill. Maybe because they went first overall, but arguably the just best kind of offensive all-around player in this draft, according to some people, is Marco Rossi. 
This might be a bit high, but I think that's a perfect fit. And if he ends up going to New Jersey, I would be very happy for him and for New Jersey because he can come in and make an immediate impact. Yeah, he's not in my top seven, but I think he definitely goes eight. The number fifth selection belongs to the... Oh my gosh, it's the Sabres. No. (laughs) No way. This is getting insane at this point. I think this is where... uh, What's his name? Tim Stuzzle or Stutzel? I I think that often there's a guy that kind of slides down in the draft. Last year was Dylan Cousins. Arguably in 2017, it was Nolan Patrick that had him going over Nico. I think that this is the, you know, Marner kind of fell from to number four. I think he's going to fall to number five. He's probably better, but I think he'll be exciting with the lean. We're still lining like Eichel. That's going to be a really solid piece. Yeah, so we're on the fifth pick right now, right? So I know the Sabres already have a center, and you have them taking a right winger in Stutzel, and I think that works really well. I don't see them taking a defenseman because they have Rasmus Nistelainen, Henry Okiharju, and Rasmus Dalin. I do not see them taking a goalie. That's not something Buffalo would do. I could see it, but they were not this early. A top five pick, I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. And if they don't really have a positional need, I think they go with the best player available, and that is going to be Cole Perfetti. My favorite player in the draft by far, he's a playmaking center who has a great hockey sense and knows where to be at all times. I've seen highlights. I've listened to podcasts, read articles, uh, checked out mock drafts, and He's kind of all around. Some have him going seven or eight. Some have him going three or four. I'm going to settle with five. And if the Sabres get this guy, they're in good shape. Like, I feel like the Sabres, they, I, I think they could have a playoff season next year. I think it's totally possible. Yeah. The number six selection, and it also says the number seven based off who doesn't get it. Six goes to the Ottawa Senators. Finally, it's their own pick. So they fall from two to six. It's crazy. That is sad. I think they would end up taking, uh, hear me out, Yaroslav Ashkarov, the goalie. I think Ottawa is in desperate need of a goalie. This guy is projected to go number six in some things, and I have him going at number six. I think he fits well into Ottawa. They have two picks, so I think... If they wanted to, I think that'd be a good idea. If they had Quentin Byfield, there's your start, and then you take a goalie. So maybe, I think this guy is probably out of the top seven. I think is going to be out of them the biggest bust, if I were to make a guess. Last year I said Jack Hughes. Like, like I'm not saying they will be. I'm just saying usually there is. And I think maybe this guy would be. But then again, you've already had a pick. So I know it's not ideal, but if there is a thing to bust, if there is a team that needs to get a bust, it's Ottawa because they have two and they can afford it. And if he's not a bust, then that's even better because, well, obviously that's even better, but you need a goalie. Craig Anderson 
is not getting any younger. And he is, like, he came pretty far down in our goalie rankings. Yeah, he's 39 years old. So I think this would be a perfect time. Get a younger player. Get a, get a bright future player. Let's get this goalie. Yeah, so that was well said. Now, I didn't originally have this player in my top seven. But since that Senators pick fell so far, I'm going to call out the guy I had going eighth. And that is Lucas Raymond. You may say that's a little low, and that's possible. But you take Byfield number two, who is a great all-around player. Then you follow it up with a nice scoring-type skillful player in Lucas Raymond. I don't think they take a defenseman because they have Eric Brandstrom and Thomas Shabbat. I do not believe they take a goalie because it just hasn't happened in so long. And most starting goalies come from later rounds or are undrafted. I don't know how many were actually first-round picks. Last one I can remember was Marc-Andre Fleury going first overall. I know last year Spencer Knight might have gone in the first round. And Askarov, Yaroslav Askarov is totally going in the first round. But top seven, I find that a bit hard to believe. Well, I just feel like if Ottawa can do it, they have that two picks. They have that protection. And they need the goalie more than anybody, I think. Yeah, so I agree with you that it's going to be probably a team that already has two picks. So, I mean, the Devils have the Canucks pick. The the teams are – no, they have the Coyotes. And the Canucks. No, I, the, I just checked. The Canucks have their own. The New Jersey Devils received yeah, it's the New Jersey has Tampa's pick that was in originally Vancouver. I'm checking. No, Tampa's pick is on San Jose. I'm on Yeah, San Jose has Tampa's pick. No, the only teams with two are New Jersey has Arizona's. Ottawa has three because they have New York's. Carolina does have the Leafs, but New York has their pick. So New York, uh, what's it, Anaheim has two because they have Boston's. And Minnesota has Pittsburgh as well as their own. So New Jersey, Minnesota, Ottawa, New York Rangers and Anaheim Ducks are the only five teams that have two or more. Ottawa. Right, so. so maybe I think maybe he doesn't go in the top six. I do think he'll go to Ottawa still. Maybe 18 is a bit low, but I still think he'll go. Yeah, I mean, New Jersey also has the projected 17th pick. Want to know what he's rated? I could see him going there. You want to see what the the goalie I mentioned is rated? According to what? Cap friendly. I mean, sure. 
Here, I'll reload my page. But um, he's rated to go number 10, and that would be in New Jersey. Yeah, but New Jersey has to hope that Arizona gets eliminated in the playing round. Right. In which case, Arizona would get their pick back, though. True. So they have to win the playing round. And then some... No, that's not possible. Oh, well. We're not even talking about that pick, so I think we should maybe move on to to the number seven pick. Yeah. I know we don't need to, but the bad luck kings continue the bad luck and get the number seven pick. I am just going to call them from now on the bad luck kings. That's their new name. Yeah. Yeah, I'm even going to spin it until all their names are off this list. Like, I can't believe they fell so low. I honestly can't. It's it's crazy. Yeah, so I have them taking Alexander Holt. All right. Who do you have them taking? I just think Holt is a very good all-around skillful player. He's young and will fit good in L.A. Yeah, so the Kings are old, but apart from their core, they're actually pretty young now that I think about it. Yeah, they actually are. So they have two young left defensemen. They have, in my eyes, three young centers, four, no, three. Then they've got some young left-wingers. I see them taking either Alexander Holtz or Jamie Drysdale. I have Drysdale going eighth, but it's beyond the point. I'm going to have to agree with you and say they take Alexander Holtz with this pick. The right-winger, their youngest right-winger is, like, Austin Wagner. He's, like, 23, so that's not bad, but... I do not think Holtz will be in the NHL's first season, but he is a, I mean, he's a good player, and I think he will go there and do well in the future. Now, I wanted to get to some shout-outs. So, originally, my top seven included Jamie Drysdale and not Lucas Raymond, but I had to bring in Lucas Raymond because... Of where the pick lot. Like, who has the pick? Yeah. So, Jamie Drysdale was unfortunately kicked out of my top seven. I had him going six to the Devils, assuming the lottery stayed the same. Obviously, it didn't because the lottery is the lottery and it's doing lottery type things. So, now, I also can't guarantee that Jamie Drysdale is going to go eighth because he's a defenseman. The team's going to have to need a defenseman to actually take a defenseman, in my eyes. And then, yeah, so Lucas Raymond sneaks in. And then I have Anton Lundell. And this brings us into a conversation we've been wanting to have for a while now. Yeah. Also, shout out to Yaroslav Askarov, who's hopefully going to go in the top 15. But before Buffalo, and remember this, before Buffalo fired the GM, I thought that they've been struggling. It's time to switch it up. 
that they should take a little bit more of a defensive guy, a defensive forward, and Anton Lundell. Not saying he's bad offensive because he's not, but he's a bit better defensive from what I've seen and I've heard and all that. And I said, what names do you get to talk about more, forwards or defensemen? And what names do you get talked about more, specifically offensive defensemen or defensive defensemen? Yeah. And then I kind of countered with, it was something like this. To me, it's irrelevant who gets the credit if the team is doing well. But but I don't think that's true. You don't give all you don't give a lot of the credit to Austin Matthews for the Leafs. Matthews is a great player. But Let me ask you this. Do you not give credit to McDavid and Dreisaitl leading the Oilers to a playoff well, spot? You give credit to the best player. But it's not that. I'm just saying, like, without them, that team would not, would fall flat on their face. But how does this relate to offensive offensemen and defensive defensemen and vice versa? Because I feel like you just said that you don't give credit to one player, and I agree. But it's like what I said about Bennington, and I said that this is a discussion for a later podcast. It's also, who do you give credit to? Because Bennington was the only one of the only changes that happened between when New Jer- when St. Louis was last and when they won the cup. For example, the Leafs have lost to seven to the Bru- in seven to the Bruins two years in a row. From the Bruins, who do you credit? Give me as many names as you want. The first the line. Pardon? First line in the top four defensemen. Not the goalie? And two guys. Yeah, and two guys. Okay. I just feel like it's such a high-scoring series, though. Really? Now, if you're saying that most of the team played great, which they did, it's a fact. They won the series. Barely, but they won. In what way do you give credit to each player that you just mentioned? I give credit to Bergeron for keeping the uh, Matthews and Tavares in check. Exactly. Defensive offenseman right there. That's one case. I, I know, and he's great. He was arguably my favorite player to watch in that series because he was shutting down my favorite players. And that is so important, and it cannot be forgotten. Okay. And to me, I just thought Buffalo would go a different route. But now that they fired the GM, the other GM isn't going to go for that because he still has to try his own ways. And I do not think that they would take that, that they would take Lundell whenever they have the pick. But Lundell is going top 10. You can't argue with that. I have him going, like, around 10. But let me ask you. I get what you're saying, that I give the credit to Bergeron. But I also give credit to Marchand for, you know, being a bit gritty. Pasternak, I give credit for scoring a lot. The D, I give credit for playing D and playing offense. And I get what you said, that I gave a lot of credit to Bergeron for keeping them in check. But I bet you, if you ask any... NHL fan, a defensive offenseman like Bergeron would not be in their top 10 centers. Maybe sneaking in. Okay, I'm... Maybe okay, but this is my credit, opinion, but they not stop. the average NHL fan. Who, can I hear who you think are some of the top players in the NHL? McDavid. Okay. McKinnon. Okay. Crosby. Yeah. Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. Petrangelo. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Flurry. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go with the five. We can't really include Flurry because he is a goalie, and well, it's not. We can't really say if a goalie is offensive or defensive. Fine, then you can add Crosby. Crosby was already on. But let's go with the five names. McKinnon, McDavid, Crosby, Ovechkin, and Petrangelo. Are any of those guys specifically known for their defense? And further point that, are any of them defensive? Um, I mean, a little bit, but they're not known for that. McDavid, I feel like, is known for speed and a skill, not his able to play deep. McKinnon, right, I have like, something to say after you say this. McKinnon is a playmaker that can score and has a lot of talent. Crosby is Sid the Kid, the next great one, the next one. He is one of the best players in the last decade, if not the best. Ovechkin is such a good scorer. He's chasing, like, Crosby, not Crosby, Gretzky's record. Petrangelo is known for being, yes, a good defensive defenseman, but also the ability to score and play at an elite level of offense. I see him more as a team leader, but yeah. Fine, a team leader. I just named a playmaker, a skill speed sniper, a goal scorer, whatever Crosby is, the next one, and a team leader. None of those maybe, like none of those players I consider as defensive, and I don't really consider any of those player types to be defensive player types. I consider defensive player types to be maybe a bit gritty, you know, te- you know, um, team spirit, like, you know, gentle, um, sportsmanship, uh, try hard, Cl- not being a try hard, but trying hard, you know, consistent, clutch. All these I consider defensive attributes. I don't really consider any of the five I, ma- I named defensive attributes. I think they're more offensive attributes. Well said, and I agree with you. But who wins the cup, a player or a team? The team. All right, who won the cup last year? St. Louis. How many players do you think are defensive on that team? Ryan O'Reilly. That's it? The defensive forward. No, but that's not true. Who else do you think is a defensive forward on that? Their entire third and fourth line. Third and fourth lines don't get the credit, though. Third and, and that's where I think people make mistakes. It's a team sport. In golf, in tennis, you can credit people for winning. But it's not like that. And each player drafted needs to make a contribution to the team. Okay, that's I didn't want to have to do this. problem with the Hall of Fame. I didn't want to have to do this. single players only. Sorry to cut you off. Go forward. Fine, what do you want to say? I'm going to play my trap card. The biggest name, I'm going to ask you, what is the biggest name that comes to mind when I say defensive offenseman? The best defensive offenseman you know. Um, let me look at my rankings. Hang on. And name me the best defensive defenseman too while you do that, please. All right. And then we got kind of got to wrap up. Sounds good. This is my trap card. I prepared for this. Remember this tied into the Sabres. You want to remember that later. Right, yes. 
All right, it's loading up. Fine. Who do you think is the most offensive defenseman and offensive forward? Okay, I'll just answer your original question. Okay. But I need to know both. All four. The most defensive offense. Sorry, the most defensive. Yeah, the most defensive offenseman. Or the best defensive offenseman. I like O'Reilly's defense and Bergeron's defense. Okay. I think Bergeron's a better player, so let's go with him. Okay, fair. Best defensive defenseman. My best defensive defenseman, Mark Giordano, who I have at third on left defense. Okay. What about offensive defenseman? Um, P.K. Sivan. And what about offensive offenseman? I mean, everybody. But which individually? That, like, doesn't play defense? Like, strictly offense? Like a forward. Um... Just the best forward? Almost is, yeah. Okay, McDavid's the best forward, but if you want, like, the player that gets recognized for only offense and no defense, yeah, Ovechkin. Okay. You need to choose two of these four players. Do you rather have A, Patrice Bergeron, B, Mark Giordano, C, P.K. Subban or D. Alex Ovechkin? Those are the four player types you just named. I think it's better to be an offensive in both. Which I one would you rather have? I would rather have a mix of both. Fine. Which player would you rather have, Ovechkin or Bergeron? Ovechkin. Would you rather have Subban or Giordano? Giordano. It's just, I, I guess what I'm getting at is, I think offensive players are more known. Like, I, I think... That, that's irrelevant. Like, but, it, but it is relevant, because if you look at the best players, they're all offen- more offensive than de- defensive. Okay, but I'm thinking about the Sabres and their team needs. The Sabres have a lot of skill, and that's why I think they change it up. You but, can get another skillful player, but if all the skill isn't working together, try something else. But at what point do you give credit to the coaches and say that that's their fault? They've already fired the coach. I'm done with blaming the coaches. Fine. I don't know what else to do. It's kind of a last resort thing. And now that they fired the GM, the GM deserves to take who he wants. And I think it will be a skillful player. Yeah. So I think that's going to do it. If you like it, subscribe so that you don't miss our episode on Sunday. As long as we have a lot of more content coming. Then if you didn't like it, write a review. Tell us why so we can improve. And I'd suggest writing a review if you did like it so you could tell us what you liked about it. Maybe we can do more of that. Um, I think that's going to do it. Do you want to do our season two outro? Or is there anything you want to add? Um... No, I mean, we'll be back on Sunday, and I'm curious to see what happens in the lottery. Okay, sign them off. Season 2 outro. Let's hit the locker room, or in this case, stay at home.